We've been sleeping. We've had each other and Ferrix, our work, our days. We had each other and they left us alone. We kept the trade lanes open and they left us alone. We took their money and ignored them. We kept their engines turning and the moment they pulled away, we forgot them. Because we had each other. We had Ferrix. But we were sleeping. I've been sleeping. I've been turning away from the truth I wanted not to face. There is a wound that won't heal at the center of the galaxy. There is a darkness reaching like rust into everything, into everything around us. We let it grow, and now it's here. It's here, and it's not visiting anymore. It wants to stay. The Empire is a disease that thrives in darkness. It is never more alive than when we sleep. It's easy for the dead to tell you to fight. And maybe it's true, maybe fighting's useless. Perhaps it's too late. But I'll tell you this. If I could do it again, I'd wake up early and be fighting these bastards from the start. Fight the Empire! Road and Ferrix, Marvel's recording sparked a flame. But it wasn't just that, also Nemec's manifesto, Andor would never be the same. Go. Confront Luthen. Tell him there's no play. Tell him take me out or take me in. Fight the Empire. Ba, ba, ba. Because they are just no good. No good, no good, no good. It's my desire. Ba, ba, ba. To bring the empire down for good Oh no, that's no moon You came here to kill me, didn't you? You don't make it easy I will now
game is this? No game. Kill me. Or take me in. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. What a final episode to go out on. Yes, uh, you know, of course I'm going to have the longest introduction for the final episode of Andor this season. It, uh, it actually ends in such a way that you could say this, if this was a one season thing, uh, you can see it being over. Obviously, there are, well, at least that last scene, obviously there were things that um, left you wanting more in the second season, but my goodness gracious, when it was all said and done, um, it was just like, yes, yes, yes. This was, to me, an achievement. The whole season, uh, making you, you know, creating all these characters from scratch, uh, and, and, and except for Andor and, you know, a few, a, a few people, um, and just making you care about them, making you care about their plight, their fight, making you understand that this is how kind of it all begins. You know, somewhere out there, there's a young Princess Leia, uh, somewhere out there, there's a, uh, a young farm boy, uh, they aren't quite at the age we, we meet them in uh, A New Hope, but they're out there and the, this rebellion is happening and it feels like we're seeing it really come to shape, uh, not just for those pulling the strings, but also for the people uh, en masse, like the the general people. And it, it really... Um, Marva's speech was just spectacular and the ball she had to play it while well, knowing that it was going to be played around the, the empire. Uh, and the fact that they actually let it play that long was, well, I'm jumping ahead of myself, but goodness gracious, what a final episode. And yes, look at me. I'm getting names, right? Marva Nemec. Okay. I look some of them up to, 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 uh, to write them down. Um, but, my goodness, this episode just kind of felt like you know, just the culmination of the entire season. Uh, of course, it ends in the same location. It begins, well, I guess technically it didn't begin in Ferrex, but you know what I mean. Ferrex is the, uh, the, the, almost the birthplace of a larger Rebellion, I hope, out on Bix Road. And I feel Rick's Road. Rick's Road. Bix is the character. Rick's um, 
is the nightclub in Casablanca, and Rick's Road is uh, the location of uh, really the A Rebellion, where it sounds like a lot of people were killed when you hear that pew, 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 pew in the background. But again, I am jumping all over the place. This episode kind of kicks off with, like, the whole thing was almost like you're watching these walls close in, all these different people showing up. It, it I don't know, it felt like an old-fashioned kind of um, adventure where you see all these people showing up. They're all, all these different people are there to try to uh, catch Andor. Some want them alive, him alive. Some want him killed. And they're not exactly on the same page. Like, they're not even on the same side. Um, they just want him captured and, you know, taken out so that he can't uh, expose them. So we start off with our um, Lady Empire showing up on Ferrix. She's in what I like to call the uh, Darth Vader ship. Uh, it's just like an amp- Empire Imperial Transport. I don't I'm sure there's a specific name that was never used in the movies, but it was on the toy or something, so now it's forever known as that. I don't know. But um, we we see her arrive. We also see the young dude whose dad owned that, like, mechanic shop that Bix would use uh, to get the communication communication out to our um, our friend. Well, they know him as Axis, or they refer to him as Axis. We see this young guy. And we see him building something. Now, it was exactly what I thought it was, because right away I thought, this kid is building a bomb. Later on, I thought, maybe he built a blaster. But no, he built a bomb, and he had a a picture of his dad, a hologram of his dad, just to kind of motivate him. And um, you could see that he is a distraught kid who they know the, everyone knows this funeral is coming. And there's tension in the air. There's tension with the with the Empire, who are, um, you know, they they want to give them some leeway to be able to have their tradition. But they're really just using it as a as a snare, as a trap to ensnare. You know what I mean? The uh, Andor, our, little, our our friend Andor, thinking. Um, he's going to show up. And you'd think there's no way he should show up, but we know, we all know he's showing up. So they are ready for him. Uh, while that's going on, we also see, I want to say Cinta. I think I got her name right. Uh, the, the the woman who worked with Vel or, or Val is probably the, the correct way to say it. Um, we see her monitoring things. She's still monitoring uh, Marva's place, waiting for Andor, because her, uh, their order is to kill her, kill him. So she's waiting to do that, and she knows that um, there's a dude who, you know, I, t- I talked about him before. We didn't know who he was, uh, or maybe we did, and I just didn't know. I didn't know who he was. Uh, but it turns out he's ISB, and he is actually escorting Lady Empire Derda Debra Dida I live on the second floor Um, I don't remember 
her exactly. But then we also have, while that's going on, one guy who takes notice of this is the dude all the way from the first episode. He was like the, um, he he was the guy who worked for someone who and um, saved you know uh, owed money to. He had the big monster friend with him, and he he was a British guy, um, and he is noticing things going on. He he actually notices um, that. The guy who worked in the transport area, the guy who called, who Andor called, he was talking to his friend. Uh, I want to call him Burger, but I know it's not. It's like Beams or something like that. I feel like it begins with a B. I've watched this entire season. I saw his name tonight. I go, oh yes, that is his name. It has already escaped my 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 sieve of a brain. But he sees them talking. And he's like, hmm, what's going on there? So he takes that dude, uh, the guy who took the call, and he gets him drunk, basically. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to know nothing about no way and all. I know he didn't talk like that. But um, he basically said that to get the information from Andor. Now, I don't know how later he knows where he's going to be. Maybe he figured it out. Uh, or like just by paying attention, but that guy seemed to have sold and and he went right up to that, um, that empire guy and he goes, pretend to arrest me. So they seem like he's worked with him before. Cause it seemed like they knew each other. Um, but he looks like he gets, um, he gets dead, I think later. So I thought maybe that guy would have more to do. And I feel bad because during the the amazing speech by Marva, that guy I felt like was much like Andor, much like a lot of people, was feeling differently about what the Empire was doing and what his role in this whole kind of uh, atmosphere is. I could be wrong, but I felt like he was getting the message. Now, Andor saw him lying on the ground. I don't know if that means he's uh, dead, uh, but, 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 but he um, he very much uh, probably is. And our friend uh, B, B, B2 something, little robot guy, I'm B, 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 B. Uh, he played a cool role. I felt I was like he played a cool role as the projector uh, during the uh, funeral service. And oh boy, when that guy kicked that little inanimate object over, I was so pissed. Uh, but I was happy to see he was okay later. Um, so I, I am all over the place, but that's because I just was very excited by this whole thing. Uh, we see Mon Mothma. We see now. Here's something that happens with Mon Mothma. She says, "I would like some privacy, please," with her husband, and then starts complaining to her husband about his gambling. He is denying it completely uh and she's like you shouldn't you shouldn't talk out loud and he's like oh he, he can't hear us anyway but of course the driver could hear her because the driver was spying on them but mon mothma knows this driver is probably a spy so my thinking is mon mothma knows that he's listening in in fact acting asking for privacy for privacy uh knowing she full well wouldn't get it. She had this full conversation in front of them 
to somehow get word back about their money problem back to that ISB dude who we don't like, even though now I don't like any of them. Uh, he was the one who was kind of like, I, I'm, he's the one that got Farrick's taken away from him. Now he has that driver with Mon Mothma, got the, got the info back to them. So my guess is maybe now they think they have money trouble. So if there's no money where it should be, maybe that's the cover. I feel like that was planted for a very specific reason. And later when they're talking about it, it's like, yes, Mon, Mon Mothma got exactly what she wanted um, out of that whole conversation. Now we see uh, Cinta and Val get um, connected again. My feeling based on their kind of interaction is that Cinta is still full in to this, uh, the, the orders of see Andor, kill Andor, boom. And therefore that kind of closes the loop on the Aldani uh, group. But the way Val acts in this episode, she seems a little disconnected from that. She meets with uh, Cinta. She meets with Luthen. Look at me with names. And he's like, well, you know, this, this works out perfectly because she says there, there's, a, there's empire all deep in this place. And he's like, that's good. That's very good. We'll let, we'll let them capture and then we'll kill them. Uh, that was my, my Stella Skarsgård. Thank you very, thank you very much. Uh, so... But I, it, I could. She did not seem um, all that into the the killing of Andor. Maybe because Andor didn't kill her. Andor just wanted his his payment and left her with all the rest of the money. He didn't even take all the money. He just took what he was owed and let the rest go to the rebellion. I think she saw some honor in that. Maybe. And seeing, um, you know, all this hullabaloo in in uh, in Ferrix, maybe she does what she doesn't think he deserves to be uh, uh, killed and murdered. And while they're all waiting and looking for Andor, we finally go over and see. Yep, Andor's there. He showed up, and uh, you know he didn't wear a hood or anything. I thought, you know, the guy he's got a pretty recognizable face. Uh, but he's he's sneaking about and he comes across this brick. Now, my first thought was, oh, there's Marva's brick and there's a message on it. And the message is something that only Andor knows and she's alive. Again, that was my theory that she's really alive. I'm going to walk that theory back uh, after this episode and say, yeah, uh, I think she's probably uh the opposite of alive. What that turns out to be is Clem's brick. And he has a nice little flashback about Clem and how it seemed like the, I'm trying to think what the moral was. He was showing him these, uh, these things that people just throw away and they don't care about. But if you clean them up, they're actually worth about 400 credits each. Uh, you just have to know that these things. And I think he was just teaching, maybe teaching the value of hard work and, and looking at the details um, I have like I have the screen frozen. It says eyes open, possibilities everywhere, and I think that was you know that's something that was taught to him. Uh, and he, there definitely are possibilities 
uh, you know, coming for him to uh, to take part of. So he he goes, he jumps the fence of that uh, that mechanics place and sees. Now, at first, I thought this was the dude who um, is the dad of that kid. But that I was like, wait, is that guy dead? Like that guy has to be dead. This I think is the guy who runs the shipyard, maybe, or I'm completely wrong. Either way, this guy tells uh, him where uh, Bix is. Bix is on the ricks. Where do you do 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 do? Where do you go to torture Bix? That hotel out on ricks. Do do do. All right. Uh, so. Now he knows where Rick's is. He he know where Bix is. He knows uh, what is, like, what the Empire or what. He knows that Bix is being held captive, and he kind of knows what he has to do. Uh, he just has to figure out how to do it. But I mean, he knows that area more than anybody in the Empire. You know, just as any, just as good as anyone else who uh, lives in Ferrix. He knows that building and he knows that area. So we cut over and see um, the Lady Empire uh, with her, like, turd generals, I want to call them. Like, each guy, they just pick these actors who just have a very punchable faces. Uh, and it's not their fault. I mean, I guess it is uh, God's fault for the faces, but they're probably not really that way. Just the way they look in these uh, this episode is like ooh baby i want to punch your face uh so they're talking about you know setting up for the funeral setting up uh snipers here and setting up uh watchers and she's like no snipers i want them al- i want him alive make sure everyone knows i want him alive but they were talking about all the organization for the uh for marva's funeral for marva's services we jump over to the isb office and they, they, there we see the driver of Mon Mothma uh, telling that dude all his, all Moth Mothma's, Mon Mothma's little secrets. And then another guy is like, hey, man, come on. We, don't you want to check out, um, uh, they got Anton Krieger. They're still counting bodies, this guy says. So we know now that, I don't know if Krieger's dead, but we know now that um, there are no, it seems like we'll never know this guy. He was just a name that was kind of part of something that was ultimately sacrificed to keep the cover of everyone involved, including Mustachioed Man in the ISB, uh, um, the guy who wants out. But um, Luthen's like, no, dude. He said it just like that. He's like, no, dude, you can't get out. Actually, he said it more like this. Uh, No, dude, you can get out. Um, But they're like, oh, um, they mentioned that uh, Lady Empire called, which I just saw on the uh, closed captioning, Dedra. Dedra. Will I remember Dedra or Dedra? I probably won't, even by the end of this. But she called in to find out what's going on with, with uh, Anton Krieger, and she's pissed because they killed everyone. And she's like, yo, if there's, a, if, if there's no survivors, there's no way to get information from that. Like, and they, She's always strategic. She's not just about... She's not just about um, the 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 fist and the 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 stick. She's also about the um, you know what I mean. Like she's not just about full force. She's about learning information as much info as she as she can. Now while while that's going on, we see our buddy uh, 
um, Stellan Luthen, he shows up on the planet too. He's there to see the funeral. Maybe he he wants to make sure that our, our Andor is uh, uh, killed. So we, then when we see him, we jump over, and Mr. ISB, who has been spying on uh, Marva's place, uh, realizes that they, um, the big man that has been Andor's buddy and been checking in on Marva uh, wasn't actually... He's been watching him. Turns out it was another person who was helping out with the house, and that guy's like, oh, we've been played. That's not the big guy that we know. There's someone else here. Uh, wh- where's he? We find out where he is. He is going to see our friend Andor. And he gives a nice little speech because he's like, I should have been here. I don't, he's not British. He, I don't know why I made him Scottish, Andor. Uh, he's like, I should have been here. I should have been here for Marva. I tried to get her to go with me. I wanted her to leave. And he's like, I know, I know. She told me. Oh, Brasso, that's his name. I knew it. Began with a B. Um, he's like, I couldn't get back. He said, you shouldn't even be here now. Uh, but you know, we argued, you could see that he, he has such guilt. He's like, I told her I was coming back. Uh, he goes, you know, she, she knew you couldn't. Okay. And he says some like really cool thing where it's like, she knew, um, okay. It says, tell him none of this is her fault. Is your fault. It was already burning. He just, the first, I already missed it. It just went by quick. Basically what he's, what she said was, None of this is your fault. Uh, the sparks had already been flying, and um, you just need uh, you just need to know when when kind of everything comes together, you'll be this unstoppable force for good. Uh, and that was awesome because that was almost like another thing, you know. Never mind Marva's words later. Uh, Marva's words there are like you know she believes that he can be this uh, like force for good but um you can see he's not quite or maybe he's not quite there yet he just wants to say bix i think uh but he's just like he's taking it all in and it's it's kind of shaping him because at some point i don't know if it already, it already happened or not but at some point we see him reading uh the manifesto that nemec left for him uh, so there's just all these different things going into uh Andor's head and uh, it is it's awesome that's all I can say is it is awesome because you know this is how things are going to be like this is how he is shaping up to be the Andor that we knew uh, that we first met in Rogue One so while the ISB is there while uh, the Luthan's crew is there there's also an, a kind of some independent guys there. We see Cyril and we see his Scottish friend who told them about the, de- the, the, uh, the death of Marva. We see them. They're heading in to Ferrix because they, um, they want to help catch him. They think he's going to be there too. And Cyril has just been constantly um, like that's his white whale. It's like he's Ahab. And he needs to get Andor, um, like he needs to get him to uh, to kind of prove himself, maybe prove himself to himself, prove himself to his mom, and prove himself to the ISB. Um, but for some reason, they switch hats. I don't know what that was about. Almost like 
so you can blend in a little more. Here's my plain hat, and I'll take your hat that, I don't know, is he that well-known? They, hey, there's him. There's Cyril. Oh, nope, that's another guy in his, his famous hat. So we, we see, I mentioned Vel meeting with uh, Luthen. We see them um, talking about Andor, and that's when he says, you know, let's find, they'll catch him. Um, but, I, you know, I said Vel, I wasn't sure how she felt about this, but she did tell Luthen, you know, they're taking her to the, him to the hotel. He's like, oh, hey, that's, that's where our target is. That's where we have to get him and kill him. So the big thing is the ISB told the, the people of Ferrix and the daughters and that Dedra, she's like, daughters? He's like, the daughters of Ferrix. It's a social club. Yeah, social club. And she was like the, one of the leaders. Um, they they kind of told them all the specific time when you can start your services. And the 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 toll the bell would toll to start to you know mark when it would start, and this bellman started early, and I think it was like their first little show of like maybe maybe even Marva put that in like whatever they tell you, whatever they say, you start early, you start when you want, just to kind of just a tiny little like um, slap in the face, little rebellion like screw you. This is how, this is how we do it. Because there's a lot of music in this episode. I do like a th- the thing about Star Wars is when there's something that is very recognizable, but they just space it up a bit. They just make the drum look a little different. They make the horns look a little different. They make the, the woodwinds and all these things just look a little. Everything's just a little, like, you know, not qu- It's familiar, but it's not the, it's not quite the, uh, Space, you know, it's not quite the instruments that we all know, uh, but I assume that a trained musician from Earth in this time could go back to that galaxy a long time ago uh, and learn to play that instrument fairly well. It seemed very uh, similar to some Earthbound instruments. Now, I'm sure on some Wikipedia page they have the name of every single instrument uh, that's there, or if they don't, they will. Someone will come up with names and create them. Uh, but this whole thing, I don't even know it. Like, I couldn't tell you what it reminded me of. It just reminded me of of something like some sort of just the the it's happening. You know, this is happening. Everyone's closing in. There's this tension because they started early. There's this tension because the Empire is like, what are they doing? They can't be doing this. Get down there. Uh, and you have all these. You have these daughters marching over here. You have these this band marching over there, and almost the entire city of Ferrix uh, is is it a planet of Ferrix? Whatever it is, uh, the the entire area is um, showing up and behind these soldiers and behind um, uh, Bufo. I can't, I've already Brodus Breedus Bronco. He's carrying the brick, uh, the the Marva brick. And they are also with uh, B, the, the, the droid. And it's just this, this marvelous bit of tension because you're seeing all the players all showing up at the same place, including the, the British guy, uh, including the, the young guy who we think made a bomb, including the ISB guy who's been, who was, guarding, who was uh, showing um, Dedra around, including Cyril and his guy, some of these empire dudes and their cloaks, a bunch of stormtroopers, and up in the up in the shadows, you see um, 
you see Andor kind of creeping, you know, looking from below. And that's that that guy who I mentioned, um, who who I guess, you know, told who told on him, you know what I mean? Uh, sold him out. He was watching. He was watching the different. He knew the guys to watch because they were the guys who were friends with um, with uh, Andor. And he he watched them. And I think that's where he deduced Andor must be hiding up, you know, in the attic there. So he tells the ISB people that they go and search up there. And luckily, Andor snuck out in time and there was nobody up there. Um, but we see Andor now. He is in the hotel. He he came in through the kitchen and he pulls a gun on a guy. Now, luckily, this guy just works there and he knows Andor and he's Andor's friend. And he's just trying to, like, you know, survive. Now, we, we learn how, what Marvra kind of thinks of people who are just trying to survive. Uh, but this guy is not an enemy. And thankfully, Andor doesn't shoot him. And he helps Andor find where Bix is. He knows he knows where Bix is. And he was able to sneak into the hotel. And then we get just the ultimate scene of this whole season. I want to feel like this was the ultimate scene of the season where um, uh, our, our droid, B, uh, pu- puts on this, you know, has this giant version of the um, hologram like that we first saw back in A New Hope with Obi-Wan that shoots straight up in the air, and it's it's like Marva. It's like uh, Jor-El in the, for- in the Fortress of Solitude telling uh, young Kal-El all about the history of Krypton. Um, this is, you know, she's she's obviously told you know dictated all of this before the um before her death obviously before her death but she knew it was coming so this must some be some sort of uh i don't know if it's a traditional traditional thing or just something she wanted to do and she talks about how the tradition of the brick and growing up and how she always wanted to be on the wall and she felt like she got lifted up by those people on the wall as being you know the the those who passed and now she wants to lift um you know those she she's the dead one who wants to lift those but there's you know because she has hope for bix uh for for ferrix in the future but she doesn't stop there that she goes you know we've been sleeping you know they do this they do that um but they ignore us we we you know we open up our area for their trade route and they leave us alone and as long as they leave us alone We've been fine going about our day, but you know what? That's not fine. And she says, it's time for us to fight back. It's time for us to stand up. They're not good. They're awful. We need to fight these bastards, fight the empire, fight the empire that be, fight the power. It was very much like that. And you'd see like they're all kind of standing there. And then that one turd who is you know with the empire finally is like, this is done. And he goes and he he covers up, he tries to cover up uh, B. Um, the the uh, hologram, but it still kind of gets out there. And then he kicks it over, and then all hell breaks loose. They're like, we are fighting. And then they start fighting, fighting. And then that young dude, um, he takes his homemade bomb, and he flings it, and boom. And then it, it ignites a bunch of grenades. And just anarchy go, gets, um, goes off. B gets knocked over. Thank God we see him uh, later. Um, meanwhile, Andor is getting Bix out of the hotel. That's going on. 
we see people fighting the stormtroopers. We see that the guy who worked in the shipping area who took Andor's communication. He jumped on the back of a uh, of a stormtrooper. He got shot and killed. Um, it seemed like most of our friends got out, but um, even Deidre got a rock in the head, started getting trampled, dropped her gun. She got picked up from some good Samaritan who just happened to be Cyril. And he took her. At one point, they're, they're looking at each other. I'm like, if this was a worse TV show or anywhere else, they would start kissing. Uh, but that's not this show. And he's like, it's me. I, I, I saved you. Uh, he's like, I guess you could thank you because you don't have to say thank you. It's like, I just want to be part of this. Just, he just make me part of the empire. I feel like now, now that he's saved an imperial um, uh, uh, and, you know, whatever whatever she her role is, a general or a, an officer, some sort of imperial officer, uh, that he's going to get into, he's going to get into the, uh, back into the Empire, back to the Empire's good graces. So as all this anarchy and shootings and like you hear just all kinds of blasts going on, uh, Luthen gets out of there. He's like, this is crazy. He, you could see he was just like, what, uh, you know, what is this? I don't know if he loved it or if he was horrified or kind of a mix of both. Like there is hope for the rebellion, but a lot of people are dying. Uh, so he leaves and heads heads back to his ship. Uh, we see Cinta and and um, Val. They are closing up shop and trying to get out of there too. Um, and we see our friends back at the shipyard. We see there's a daughter of Ferrix there, the young guy who threw the bomb, Andor's big big buddy, and um, and we see uh, B there. And then boom. Here comes uh, Andor and Bix. He get he gets them. You know he gets Bix on the ship. They're like, right, let's get out of here. He's like, you yes, you can you get them out of here? You need to go straight. You know, full throttle. You you pull com, you know, no comms, full throttle. Once you get over the water, go straight out of here. Can you do that? He's like, yeah, I understand. He's like, you're not coming with us. He goes, I can't, not yet. I will find you. I will find you. And Bix said, you know, he will. Um, she she said. He will find us, you know. Sir, um, Kasten will always find us, and we kind of see them lead off, them take off, uh, and Cassian walking off. And I don't, we don't know where he's going yet, uh, but we see a little montage of um, while they leave. Then we see like a a quick little scene of uh, Mon Mothma with his with her husband and her daughter and they're going to meet that dude with his son and that tells me that she is betrothing them or at least introducing them and this dude looks young like hi hi you gonna be my wife and his mom has kind of a, a bride of frankenstein haircut uh now i currently there's supposed to only be one year between them but the daughter looks way older like that kid looks like a little kid. We see then we see uh, Cyril's friend, the guy he came with on the ship. He's just kind of sitting in an alley drinking to himself. And I, and I, you know, the first time I saw that, I didn't think much of it. But now I realize Cyril came with him. Cyril got in with the Empire, and he just leaves this guy to be like rotting, doing nothing. Just all right, dude. Thanks. You know, you're worthless to me. You're just an ends to a means, and means to an end. Maybe that's the right way to do it. Then finally. The last scene, we see uh, Luthen head back to his ship. He starts talking to his ship like, let's get out of here. The ship doesn't say a thing. 
And it's like, oh, what's going on here? Now, at this point, I'm like, oh, yeah, Andor's on the ship. Uh, they He finally turns around. He sees him there. And that's the scene that I played towards the beginning of this episode where he's like, you were you came here to kill me, didn't you? He's like, you make it really hard. He's like, well, let me make it easy for you. Kill me. It's like, what's the play here? He looks at the gun. He said, there's no play here. Kill me or take me in. And you realize, oh, shit, he's officially joined the rebellion. And Luthen looks at him, and then this grin is on his face. You know, I think not only the, yes, I've got someone who really, who's a true believer, I've got someone who wants in, but I also think he can kind of, you know, it's like this guy is almost a quasi-celebrity now, at least in this this planet. Oh, do you remember the the uh, the uprising in Ferrix? It all started because of this guy and his mother. So it's almost like he, I wonder if he could use him to his benefit. I don't know. That's just me thinking, um, you know, thinking out loud as I, you know, as I relive the scene. But I love the look of, you know, Luthen kind of looks he thinks about it. He looks at his gun. He's not sure. He looks at Andor. Andor's staring at him like he's serious. And Luthen just has this grin over his face. And then you just see Andor one more time. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the season. And that's the end of Andor. Except it wasn't really. Because right at the end of the credits, and I, if I didn't get the music... Uh, at the end of each episode for the background music of this podcast, I wonder if I would have missed it. Uh, but we see, we just see these robots working on some panels, and they look like solar panels or something like that, and these robots are just working along, working along, and you pull out and you realize, well, this is a really big thing. And I knew, I was like, oh, I know what this is. And these things are really far away in space. We pull out, these panels are being built and installed onto something that is part of 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 the Death Star. And then you get a final shot of the Death Star, and that shot kind of mimics the the opening credits of uh, Andor as well, which I thought is really cool. And it's just a reminder that you remember that Death Star that Luke Skywalker blew up? Remember how he had these secret plans? Well, uh, you know, remember that movie that told us how he got the plans and how the uh, the the Death Star was built with this uh, this kind of weakness on purpose? Well, that's where we're lead. That's where we're heading. That's where we're heading in the second season. Oh my God, this was so good. I love the Mandalorian. Look, this podcast started as the Mandalorian Man just for the Mandalorian, but. I think Rogue One, I remember that when that movie ended, I, I stood up and clapped. Now, I did it kind of like in half jest, but my God, I loved it so much that you know the guys I was with were, make, were like, shut up, sit down. And I was just like, yes, yes, yes. And uh, it's something about these this story or this time or these, this kind of the birth of the rebellion is just, I love it. And this show uh, lived up to everything that it, that it possibly could have to me. Um, I don't know if I could say it's the best because I love, you know, I love the whole thing with the Mandalorian and, and Grogu. Um, the, and the, and the, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show was great too. My God. Um, but this was just, all I can say is it just was uh, T to B top to bottom, high quality. And I am thrilled 
to have watched it. I am so pumped for the second season. It might be the be- it might be the best show that that they've done. Even if it's not my favorite, it might be the best. You know, sometimes there there are just things I love too much to to turn my to say oh they they can't be my favorite. And then again, who gives a crap? Whose favorite is who? I love this. I love that. I can love it all. I don't need to rank them. Rankings for like magazines or you know for clickbait. I'm here to say I love it all and I love this and it was fan. Fantastic. So what what next? You know, where do we go from here? Obviously, you know, we don't know Luthen in Rogue One. That doesn't mean he doesn't exist. That doesn't mean he's not alive. That doesn't mean he's in he's not in the background pulling the strings. But we ne- we actually don't see him even when we see Jimmy Smith's and we see Mon Mothma. So my well now I say maybe my, my belief now is Luthen does not survive. The, the second season. Um, in fact, many of these people either, you know, go their separate ways or they're just not directly involved with Andor uh, or they just, uh, they don't survive the second season. Now, the 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 ship that got away with Bix and B and all the friends, do well, all the friends, with the young guy and his friend and that daughter of uh, Ferex, you know, is that they're safe now so we don't have to worry about them or... Is this something will where they're directly involved with second season, or are they on the outskirts and um, uh, and or checks on them? I don't know. There's just oh, there's this. It's like too fresh in my brain to even think of what comes next. But uh, I feel like maybe Bix gets involved more, and we didn't touch on Andor's sister. There's still that whole thing from the first very beginning. All he was doing was trying to find his long-lost sister. And the that plot was dropped. Now, his mom did say, you know, stop looking. There, you know, there were no survivors. Uh, but you didn't think he actually would. Now, he really hasn't had a chance to. Uh, but I, I just wonder if he, now that he has kind of some support, maybe he could, you know, when he's not rebelling, he could say, hey, guys, can anyone want to, you know, run this lead I have or, or try to um, find uh, this uh, sister of mine? You know, we could see that. I don't know, though. I don't know. Um, what else? What else? Obviously, the whole thing with Cyril. So, Karn, right? did I get that right? The, uh, the guy who, I, I shouldn't say, I can't wait to see if these guys, you know, join the rebellion and when they turn. They're not turning. They're not completely hateable. At some point in this season, you were you were almost rooting for them. Or at least I was. Or I was enjoying them. Uh, him and Dedra. But they are not on our side. They are not uh, part of our, our, our friends. And we are not rooting for them anymore. Even if you enjoy the characters and enjoy the acting, uh, which I very much do, um, and I enjoy seeing them on screen, I will not any any more think, and I can't wait until they really work for the rebellion. Because the only guy who showed that who does that is Mister Mustachio Man, uh, and he's still there. So I'm sure we'll see him. We're gonna need to. We need him. He's our he's our way in. Uh, and I wonder if we'll get more Saul Guerrera in the second season. I feel like we will, uh, because they work a little closer. You know, they, he he's involved. Well, he's involved kind of in Rogue One. It's almost like he's. It's almost like a big cameo, 
But um, I think we'll get more of that. I am just trying to uh, to not yawn so much because, you know, yawning doesn't make for good podcasting. I'm not sure if any of this makes for good podcasting, but I know for a fact that yawning uh, is is not uh, good. So I think I might be done. I think I might have covered everything I want to cover. Um, and, oh, but, I, you know, Cyril, I just believe he'll... I believe he's going to be working for the ISB. He might be, uh, you know, the new kind of, like, not second command, but like, the like Dedra will be in charge, uh, but she he will be like he'll do whatever it takes to um, to support her and to uh, you know answer her orders and to catch Andor. Um, that's what I assume we'll get from him. I don't know what we'll see from Val and Cinta, but I can't imagine they're not going anywhere. They're still very much in this rebellion. They work with Luthen. Uh, you know what? They're going to have to learn to work with uh, Andor and not and not kill him. Okay? All right. All right. Ladies, uh, Andor works with us now, so there'll be no more killing him. I know the other day I said kill him, but now, no, don't kill him. That's what I, I assume that's going to be episode one. Uh, just like that, word for word. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. And we're gonna—it's gonna be a while. I think we—we we, did I see twenty twenty four? Did I read that right? I don't know, but I—I I saw some headline that it says it's going to be a while. You'd like to think it's a year, but that would mean it—it's still a year. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh, it's gonna suck to wait that long. But, but, my friends, you will not have to wait that long for the Mandalorian man to come back. Because as far as I know, we're getting multiple series next year. We're getting an Ahsoka series. We're getting a Skeleton Crew series. We're getting an Acolyte series. Uh, we're going to get the Mandalorian season three. I don't know if that's if that's true. Yeah, that's coming just like a few months from now, February. Um, and then... You know, so that's going to get us through 2023. I'm going to be here for every single one of those episodes, for every single one of those live action shows. And then 2024, we'll get our Andor back. And at some point, I don't even think I remembered this. There's going to be a Lando show with Donald Glover. Uh, back in 2020, Lucasfilm announced the series centered on Lando Calrissian would be among the slew of series joining the universe. Oh, my goodness. Don Glover was so good as young Lando. Uh, I can't wait. Well, Atlanta's done. So, uh, you know, he, he has some free time. I'm sure he doesn't have much free time. Uh, but the guy can do anything. So I can't wait for that to come. So no matter what, the Mandalorian man will be here talking. And if there's two shows going on, there'll be two episodes coming every week. Uh, the Mandalorian man will be here Every time talking about every live action Star Wars series on Disney Plus, I want to thank everybody who has supported this, this the the show, um, and ha who has listened and subscribed and follow along. Uh, the listenership has gone up for this uh, series since I think what was the last one, the Obi One. I feel like this one went up. I don't know. Uh, but I thoroughly appreciate it because this is not, 
you know, I do a podcast kind of my own way where it's not a lot of notes, sometimes mostly zero notes. There was like one episode I wrote notes and that was, you know, I, I felt like I knew too much. It's a lot of just thought and rambling and just one guy talking to himself. But um, that is that is where I excel uh, talking to myself talking alone into a microphone instead of t- instead of talking to actual human beings uh i i feel like i thrive when it's just me and the microphone uh and some for some reason this season this series uh for andor opened up with all these neil diamond songs i don't even remember why i did it the first time and how i stuck with it the second time uh, th- through the third through the 11th time and then this time i said you know what if i'm going to go out with neil diamond for all 12 episodes. I'm going to go out with a bang. So I hope you enjoy that little rendition at the beginning. Uh, I think I might have woke my wife up doing it because I didn't record that days before. I recorded that after watching the episode tonight. Uh, and I had a lot of fun doing it. And that's what these podcasts are all about. Having fun, throwing some little surprises in there and talking Star Wars. How about those Star Wars? So that's it. I'm done. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna bother you anymore. Until next time. Uh, but until that time, until we get the next series, which I'm thinking is going to be, you know, not until 2023. So I want everyone to have a wonderful 2022. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving in the United States of America. So uh, happy Thanksgiving to all you uh, Americans out there. And then we're just a few weeks away from Christmas. Uh, if you celebrate Christmas, happy Christmas, uh, happy holidays to everyone, whether it's uh, uh, Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa. Those are the only three I know or another one that I haven't heard about yet. Or um, what is it? Um, happy day. What the hell did Chewbacca celebrate? Um, Friendship Day or something day? I don't know what the hell it was. Uh, hey, Google, what was the uh, holiday that Chewbacca celebrated in the Christmas special? In the storyline that ties the special together, following the events of the original film, Chewbacca and Han Solo attempt to visit the Wookiee home planet of Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. Well, there you go. Happy Life Day, then, to all you Wookiees out there. Uh, that Yeah, you know what? I forgot to even say that. Well, Wookiees and gentlemen, Ewoks and girls. Wait, wait, I screwed it up. How do I usually go? Uh, uh, Wookies and gentlemen, droids and girls, Ewoks of all ages, thank you so much for listening to Andor with Candor this season as we discussed every episode of the Disney Plus Star Wars series, Andor. And until next time, my friends, until we get that next series, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Happy rest of 2022 to all of you. And may the Force be with you. Fight the Empire and let's go! Let's go! Fans not experts.